You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Keetra back again with another wonderful episode of Style of Business, SOB. I am your host, of course, Keetra, and today I'm speaking with Kalina Militich, who is the founder and creator of Kickstart Your Work. And she's going to be talking to us today about her career background and, well, not her career, but I guess it is her career as a professional career coach and also professional, she's a speaker as well. So I'm not going to take up too much time. I'm going to let her come in and give the skinny on what she's up to. And she's joining us today. Hey, Kalina, how's it going over there? Hey, it's going great. Thank you so much again for having me on today, Keisha. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, you see, I got a little quiet on the last name part. I, I was I was hoping to hit the nail on the head with that one. Oh, yeah. you got it. You <laughs> got right. it perfectly. You say it better than me. It was, uh, it was perfect. The Croatian last name and you had that uh, 100%. I loved it. <laughs> All right. Good deal. I'm glad to hear that. All right. So I know you're traveling. I know you're a busy woman. I am definitely honored to have you on. I know we've been discussing uh, back and forth, just trying to get you lined up and get you scheduled in. But I will uh, let you just go ahead and give us a brief introduction. You want to talk about your background, you know, and uh, we'll roll from there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So I essentially was studying business in university and realized at my very first internship that the corporate spiel was not working for me. So about two months into my internship, I got offered a contract position. I started my first company, and that's when I was about 20. So I really had this first job for a couple months and was there saying, you know, is this all, do I have to settle this way to do my work? Is this really what the rest of my life is going to look like after school where I'm looking forward to two weeks of vacation and lunch break and coffee breaks. And I, I really just didn't think that that was the only way to go about designing and building my career. And so, as I said, I started my first business when I was 20 and I was doing digital strategy. So I was working on websites and I thought, okay, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I had one major client that I was doing their website content and their social media strategy. And I thought, you know, this is great. And I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm in business school. I graduated and then started traveling the world. I lived all throughout Europe for a little bit. I was through the Caribbean. And I thought, you know, okay, this is a life. I have freedom. I've got my own business. I'm this kind of career woman and entrepreneur. Cool. But there's still something missing for me. And every time I would open up my laptop, even though I had the freedom and on the outside, everyone was looking at my Instagram, they were looking at my, my social feed saying, wow, you know, it looks like you're having a great time. We're so jealous. Still, there was something missing inside. And so really, I stuck with it. I thought, no, you know what? I'm getting a paycheck. This is better than the office gig. Who am I to complain? I should you know, put my head down and focus and really work hard. And I, I thought that settling was a part of the game. It was work. It wasn't supposed to be fun. It was supposed to be serious. And so I really just thought, I had the security, I had the freedom, what else could I possibly want? And then one day I was actually living in Brazil and I got an email through from my biggest client and they said, 
you know what, we, we give you 30 days notice, thank you very much. And uh, it was really in that moment where I felt I had a big decision to make. And it was, do I go get more clients in this field, or is this an opportunity to find something else? Right. And so Google to the rescue, I, mm-hmm. I just started Googling, really, and I always knew I had to help people. So it was just, how do I get more engaged with people? And the website stuff was missing that piece. And I found coaching, loved it because it was solution-focused. It was future-oriented. It was really about, you know, where am I at? Where do I want to be? How do I close that gap? And so I went, and after that, I got certified. I got my special certified coach designation with the International Coaching Federation. And now I'm happy to say that I have over a 1,000 client hours with people from 17 different countries and it's really phenomenal. I still get to work online. I don't have to compromise and settle the lifestyle that I want and I have the freedom to work really from anywhere. Right now I'm joining you on a call from London and I really get to be in control and make the impact that I want to be making in the world, which is phenomenal and that's really where Kickstart Your Work came into the picture. So that's the cold notes of the journey up until now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I know that you are with the traveling and between that and the different speaking engagements, I know that that you are quite busy. And I wanted to discuss a little bit about your vision behind Kickstart Your Work, because you just mentioned a little bit about you going to school, finishing, getting a degree, doing all the the traditional stuff that we do as uh, young adults. But then you come out of that, you know, that space and you figure, okay, maybe this is not what I want to do, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing because everybody else is doing it. Let's discuss your vision behind Kickstart Your Work. Tell us a bit about the backstory. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then we'll we'll roll into the training and workshops. But I, I want people to hear the vision behind why you started your business. Absolutely. So now you've got a little piece of my personal spiel. And here <laughs> we go into uh, the business for sure. And I, I have to say that really Kickstart Your Work came out of the years of struggle I had both at those first few jobs, you know, in high school and university and then the struggle that I had really running the digital strategy business, that feeling of got most pieces, but there's this big fundamental piece about my impact that's missing. And Kickstart Your Work was really born out of this idea that I know I need to be helping people and the people that resonate most with me are those recent grads, kind of students, young professionals that are going out into the workforce and feeling like they have to settle, like they don't have the ability because either they don't have enough experience or it feels like they might not have the skill set to go and ask for more, ask for a raise, especially a lot of the work I'm doing now is focused in on women. And really it was born out of the struggle and feeling completely alone when building my career both in and recently out of school. There was a big, big struggle for me and I felt super alone in building that on my, you know, really found myself and So I wanted to have a forum for 18 to 34-year-olds that are really building the foundation of their careers to say, hey, you know what, my 20s at work don't have to suck. It's really a pivotal decade when you think about building the foundation for your career, and you don't have to do the throwaway job. You can find work that truly you love, and it's not necessarily going to be exactly at the first shot you, you, you pick, you know, but... You can design a career based on your terms, what you want, how you want it to be. And that's really where Kickstart was founded around that main principle, along with really promoting the idea of taking imperfect action now, being willing to 
learn lessons and, and learn from what you're doing rather than that fear of the overwhelm and fear of failure that I, I see a lot of. So a few pieces there on where it was born, but really because I want to support people that are going through what I went through and I know what it's like to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. Exactly. Yeah. And that's actually reassuring to know that we all have options regardless of the experience. And I know you talked about you had a knack for helping other people and that is what kind of led you into the career coaching. Tell me more about how you got involved with that, because I, I know you had the consulting with the digital strategy clients that you were when you had that business. But the specifics on the career coaching, how did that come about? Yeah, well, I mean, I always I think from a young age, this is where sort of the, the group element came into play. I mean, when I was little, my mom would tell me that I would line up my, my dolls and I would teach them and have a little chalkboard. And I was always, <laughs> I was always interested in communicating and conveying information. And so there was this mix between, okay, I, I started my practice really with one-on-one coaching and I found the coaching school that I still actually, I'm, I'm on their staff, but I found Erickson International, which is a coaching school, really online. And the biggest piece of why coaching or, or why helping people fell into career coaching was because I wanted something that gave people a plan. It gave people action steps and a plan. The biggest thing I see with people coming out of school is they settle into jobs that aren't exciting or they don't pay what they want because it's like in finishing school, they've got student loans and bills and it's like, I just need something. And so they go for the first opportunity they get. They go for that job that their parents give them the idea, their friend maybe gets them an interview something falls in their lap and they settle. And really, I've always been an advocate for asking for what you want, not being willing to settle. I I really believe in going after what you want and coaching as both a methodology and a style of support for people I really love because it facilitates that so nicely. It's it's really about, okay, what do you want? Let's get really clear on that. And then how are we going to get you there? What is the end goal look like? And And then just filling in the steps. So Career coaching made sense for me because, again, my struggle was always in school around what will I do? I had the grades. I I did decently well, but it was always, I didn't feel I had the support in school to understand how I could leverage that to have the biggest impact. And so career coaching as a niche really was boring because I knew what that struggle was like all too well, especially as a woman trying to get into entrepreneurship. It can be a real challenge. It can you can be seen as not having a seat at the table or you can count yourself out because you're a woman or a young female entrepreneur. Yeah. And again, it was just, uh, wasn't going to have that, wasn't going to settle or allow that to happen. So, I mean, I've always been an advocate for others and I, this really gives me the outlet to not only be that advocate, but also really get some clear steps and action plans and support steps, really step by step for people to have accountability to move forward. So, I, I mean, it's rewarding on all all levels for me. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, I know I've mentioned this to you before, but I think what you're doing is so important because just being that resource to kind of help guide and help people plan and put action steps together. I can imagine how many students you're saving from having to do the student loans, borrowing money from parents, working at three to four jobs for something that they really don't want to do two or three years down, down the line. So being able to have that resource, I think it is absolutely wonderful that People like you are involved to make sure the younger the students and people that are just starting out and maybe just need a little bit of career advice. This is great for them. So that is good to hear. I'm so glad to hear that. You just told us about 
how you got involved, what made you kind of get started and, and go in this direction. But what do you enjoy most about helping young professionals? I know you mentioned the action steps and planning. Give us a little bit more about why you think it's so important in regards to helping them work toward their career goals. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what I enjoy most is really seeing that completion, I think. I mean, yeah, you can plan and we can talk, and I think that's all very valuable, obviously, to set, set you up for success. But getting to see that end result, I just love it. I love to see what happens during a three-month program that I run where people really start taking some big steps toward what they actually want. It's amazing to see how excited clients get when they start pursuing what they want. One person that's coming to mind, um, she's actually in singing. And so it's, it's a career that a lot of people would say, you know, how are you going to make money? There's a lot of pushback from parents and from just people in general about the career choice. And I see that a lot in alternative types of careers. People will come to me, at, like I mentioned briefly, but more geared toward women now. And there's this whole piece around, well, you know, I don't know, can I make money doing this? And so the answer is yes, there are people making money doing all sorts of things. And so to see after three months that transformation and to have somebody like Rose, this client who, I mean, she's just a shining star, go and plan a paid show. She's still actually in university. And so she said, you know what, I'm taking control of this. And that's another thing. You don't have to wait until after you're done school to go and try out the career, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we go and we do these four years in a post-secondary degree, spend a bunch of money on loans. And it's like, have you actually put yourself in the environment, in the situation to know that you love it? And there's so many ways to do that. So the most gratifying is to see it actually come to life. People going and doing things and seeing how they're progressing and learning from the doing piece of it and really getting to share in some amazing success stories like Rose, who now gets paid to do singing gigs and is really going after what she wants and uh, doing a post-secondary degree in music at the same time. But just seeing things really come to reality is what I I love about the work that I do. Wow. Yeah. No, I I know that's a great feeling to have uh, your clients come through and be able to get their reach their goals and and be proud of the work that they've put in. Let me ask you this. How do you go about discovering your clients' talents and interests? Maybe you get, I know you work with different people and all that other stuff, but how do you go about trying to figure out exactly what this person would be interested in and then helping them to uh, plan a course of action? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. I think, you know, there's some people where there's a vision and it just feels out of reach. And that's all about really finding a way to bring the vision to reality. But then there's a really, really big chunk of people that say, yeah, okay, it's really nice for you to tell me that we can get me to where I want to be, except the one problem is I don't know where I want to be. So this is a really great question yeah. because not everybody knows what that genius zone is. And I mean, this is a term that gets thrown around in, in career development. But what I mean by genius zone is really that intersect of something you love to do, that you get paid doing, and that you're good at. And that's kind of that skill sweet spot that I talk about a lot and when you're in that skill sweet spot and you're sort of doing stuff that you lose track of time doing and I won't say passion because that word is being used a lot so you know it's not just something that is exciting there's sort of some critical pieces what I would say is those three and if you can sit there and identify what you're good at what you love doing and then what you can get paid for which like I said is pretty much anything if you're able to bring value to others in some way. So um, if you have that trifecta, really we go about 
figuring those three out very, very clearly. And another piece that we look at is your core motivator or a core driver. So what is it about things that you do that really lights you up? For me, it's helping others. It's telling stories. That's why I love speaking engagements and workshops and really getting to be around groups because I love telling stories and conveying information. For other people, it's building, it's analyzing data. They don't really want to be in front of people. So understanding what puts you in your element from a motivational standpoint and how you want to make an impact in the world, that's what takes a job from good to great, right? That's what takes a job from paying your bills and having decent subject matter to really being something you want to pour your heart and soul into because you're so passionate about the impact you're making. So, I mean, there are a couple of pieces and and the main program I run has six pillars to it. And the second pillar is all about talents, interests, and skills and how to define your genius zone, which really takes into account, like I said, that skill sweet spot, your core drivers, and looking at interests in a very different way. Interest is another piece I'm glad you asked about because some people think, okay, I'm interested in math, so I should be an accountant or I should be a math teacher. And there's nothing wrong with having that aspiration. I think that's great. If that is truly what lights you up and gets you excited for the day, then, you know, by all means. But there's this ability and and the work I do, I look at how we can mash up your interests so that for me, for example, I love travel, I love education, coaching, mentorship, and I've found a way to really mix all those interests together to get the lifestyle and the impact, the global presence. I've found a way to mash that all up so that really it's not about work-life balance. It's about your work life because you're going to spend an average of 90,000 hours of your life working in. I think if you're going to invest that amount of time in something, it's got to be Pretty exciting. So I look at very specifically how you can mash up your interests so that your career is keeping you engaged and it's a bunch of different facets of what you love. And you can really create a hybrid, which is another piece I get very excited about because it doesn't have to be that conventional, one-dimensional career. So that's a little bit about that and and more on that on the second pillar of the program. But yeah, I'm glad you asked that question because it's a really, really fundamental piece of figuring out both what to do after high school and what to do in terms of work. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's definitely good stuff. And I appreciate you sharing it with us. And now I want to I get into more of the speaking engagements, because I know you do multiple or several, many, <laughs> rather, throughout the year. And I know you uh, find yourself kind of speaking to different audiences. Let's discuss, like, when you're doing your speaking engagements, I'm pretty sure you have, like, a set of college students that you might be speaking to on one engagement. But then there's also individuals who may be, in the middle of a career change or just need some sort of consulting in that regard. So tell us a little bit more about your the types of audiences that you speak to. Yeah, absolutely. So I've I've spoken at high schools to the college age group as you mentioned and also in work settings, so work environments with teams. And so it's really been both men and women. It's been from, like I said, 18 to actually one of the, the oldest clients I've consulted or coached with has been around their 50s. So there's been a big variety, but certainly now my focus is really narrowed down to kind of that 18 to 34. And if I'm doing a speaking engagement, it's generally in a high school environment, college environment, or really that young professional mm-hmm. that's looking to take their work to the next level. So at a career fair or at a conference related to a company, I love speaking anywhere. One thing that I would say makes my speaking engagements unique are not so much the audience in that I'd love to share 
my both story and techniques with anyone that would find it valuable. Um, but for me, what's really different is I remember being in high school, university, and even now, and you listen to a speaker, and the entire, they go on and on and on, and the entire time, they're not really looking for much of your input. And the biggest thing I would say that I believe is different from 90% of speakers is that I've got a package, and I'd even call it more workshop style than anything. I've got a package that has exercises in it that I'm speaking to, and so I'll speak for about five minutes, and then it's really about everyone in the room getting in there and writing down answers to some questions that tie into the content so that by the end of that session, whether I usually do about a 60-minute or a two-hour, those are the two kind of blocks. I have done 30 minutes before as well, but by the end of that session, whatever time it is, you've got not only some new insights, but really some action steps to walk out of there with. And that's the biggest thing for me. I love sharing my story and it's great. And this opportunity is phenomenal. And I, I really do value that. But my main mission is to really empower 10,000 young females to go and get work that they love and have the life that they love along with it. And yeah. I think that that only comes from them being willing to, whoever's in the audience, whoever's in the room, getting into their stuff and really looking at, okay, how does it translate to my life? I could tell you about my travel and Bali and living in Brazil and whatever, but I want to know how what I've done and the insights I've generated can help you. And the best way that I've seen to do that is to really get people involved right there and that above and beyond telling stories and sharing information. So I love to take it a step further and really I'd even call them workshops at that point, I guess, because I think it's about doing. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's in perfect action now. It's about getting in there there's no right answer but certainly getting more clarity and having everyone in the room writing stuff down and gaining new insights for themselves because everyone's situation is unique and different and it's not a one-size-fits-all thing when it comes to building your work life yeah I think the interactive approach is probably more I guess it carries more weight maybe yeah well an attention span right it's like if someone's just talking about themselves you can gain insights from my story but again our stories will be different and not everyone's looking to mentor, coach, and travel the world. Some mm-hmm. people want to stay in one place, work by themselves mainly, analyze things, and stick around at a company and be an employee, and that's okay. There's absolutely nothing better or worse than, you know, one option or the other. It's just about picking really what's exciting to you and not how it looks externally. But, yeah, absolutely. In terms of attention span and engagement, people, feedback I get is overwhelming that they love the style and the engagement. They find it relatable. And they're really walking out of there with some tangible action steps, which for me, I think is a huge win. Perfect. Yep. I agree with you there. And I know you touched on this very lightly in the beginning, but I want to ask you specifically, what do you enjoy the most about entrepreneurship? Yeah. Thanks. That's a great, that's a great question. I think that the fact that there's always something new and building this business from scratch, really the ground up on my own meant being able to be a marketer and some days it's accounting, some days it's uh, speaking. I've got to really be versatile and it it uses all parts of my brain. And so I really, really appreciate that piece. I am always learning and optimizing. I get an assistant of mine or I get someone on my team come in with an idea and it's just phenomenal. Every day there's something new to learn and see. And I, I love, love, love that piece about entrepreneurship. Great. That's excellent. And I want to go back really quick because I I wanted to uh, also ask you when we were just talking about the speaking, how do you go about crafting your content to make sure that the audience gets the message that you're looking to convey? Yeah, another really, really good question. The age level 
does matter in terms of obviously if they're in high school, the next career kind of step would be either education after high school or looking at a gap year and what that could look like. So definitely the content around what career transition step they're making changes based on audience. But in terms of crafting content, I've developed Purpose Craft, which is a the six-pillar system that I touched upon earlier. And those are really the core elements of career design. And so any audience that I'm speaking to, it's really about getting that foundation set into play and having them define what those pillars are for themselves. Because if you've got those six, no matter what career step you're taking, whether it's from one job to the promotion to the next level in the same company, you're starting a business, you want to go and switch careers completely, you're going from high school to a university program and you want to know which university program to pick, you're going from university or college and it's like, what's the first gig going to look like? Really, those six pillars are fundamental and it was through the one-on-one client work uh, with people from all over that I realized those are some really, really basic, those six pillars are the basis of designing a fulfilling career and I noticed that it was really universal all, all throughout the world, no matter what people were doing, those six really factored in. So I don't know if you want me to share them <laughs> right now, but I find that, again, sharing those six and the piece on having it be interactive and having everyone that's in the room get engaged, I find that that really ensures that the audience is getting the messaging because the messaging really is that you can have what you want. You can have it. Anything that you decide... I believe that you can have it and I will do whatever I can to help you get there. If you ask for some help, I will do anything I can. Anyone that reaches out, I will do absolutely anything in my power to help you out. But you've got to be willing to take a step and ask for that support or go and do something about it. And so my message is to go and do things and try things. And just by the fact that people show up to a workshop and have to get engaged and write things down and start doing, I -hmm. think is really getting in on the message I want to convey as well, which is talking is important, but doing is also critical. And that's where a lot of people kind of the buck stops with talking about what they want and then they don't translate that into action. So that's my big mission. And the interactive piece is how I would say the content that I share with people really conveys that message. Exactly. Yeah. And I know that we were, when I was kind of looking at some of the different line items on your speaker sheet, I know you cover a multitude of different themes and topics, and that might even kind of tie into the six pillars that you were just talking about. But if you want, you can go ahead and just kind of give us some of like the main core themes that you cover as a speaker. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got one presentation, as I mentioned, that is about the purpose craft, which is the six principles to designing a career that you love. And those six, very, very briefly, are defining who you want to be, figuring out your genius zone, Choosing your work vibes, so environment is very, very important. Having a vision, knowing the when, knowing how that's going to grow, making an impact. That piece that what I mentioned earlier, I was missing in my earlier days as a, a digital strategist, that impact piece, and taking perfect action now. That's the biggest mm-hmm. principle that I can say. Let me make sure I've got all of those. I know action is definitely important. Yeah, that how piece, the last piece, really can't stress that enough. Taking imperfect action now, and that's woven in through all all the six or other five pillars. But being willing to do. So there's one presentation specifically on that. There's one geared toward college level around why your GPA doesn't matter and how to define your personal success, which, again, the foundation 
it's always those six pillars, but that really engages in how to be successful in university and college on your terms, the five steps to choosing and using courses to help you find exciting work, and another blueprint to turn your, your interest into a job after school. So again, a little bit into that second piece on defining your genius zone. Because it's critical, right? It's, right? it's taking interest, leveraging that. And I, I know, I know it's a big place where people kind of say, I'm really good at calculus, but you couldn't pay me to do calculus, right? <laughs> right like, yeah. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should be doing it. And so navigating that. And then, of course, I've done some stuff on leadership and entrepreneurship specifically. My next big endeavor is to look at getting involved with women in entrepreneurship, of course. And that's why I, I find you so inspiring as well. And I really think that's sort of the next piece for me is focusing on female both leaders and entrepreneurs. I think that we do some great work. And as women, we give, give, give a lot. And I think that asking for support should be far more commonplace. And I hope mm-hmm. to provide a little bit of that. So that's, that's sort of another piece, leadership and women in entrepreneurship piece as well gets into the content at times. Yep, that's all all great stuff, good stuff indeed. Now let's talk a little bit about rather your social media use. Like how do you use that to bring awareness to your brand? How do you use social media platforms? Yeah, so most of it's tied to my name because I started my coaching practice under my name and Kickstart Your Work was really, really born through the piece about engaging you know, millennials in work. So kickstart your work doesn't get as much social media attention as I do. I've got a Facebook page. I've got an Instagram. I have a website all linked to my full name. So um, really that's been the brand up until this point because it has been really, like I said, something that I've built from the ground up, which has been exciting, but also a lot of it has to do with my personal reputation, both in coaching and as a speaker, it's been really about my presence. So that's a piece, but certainly uh, next steps are to look out for some Kickstart Your Work website branding, which is my next sort of tech project. Like I said, mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur, there's always something new on the go. Exactly. So that's, that's the next piece. But for right now, uh, my name is sort of the key to it all, website, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah, good deal. All right, Kalina, give us two key components to entrepreneurial success <laughs> and why. Love that question. I would say definitely resilience. The idea that, you know, you can call it grit, which is a big word now that keeps coming up, but really looking at determination. It's important because things are going to go maybe wrong or not according to plan, not as you expected, whatever word you want to use. But the one word I would say is, I'll say this for the second piece. The first piece is resilience and you know what, things are not going to work out necessarily as you think, but you have to be willing to keep going back and trying and tweaking. And it's not about if, but really when and how. So being willing to go back to the drawing board when things aren't working and they feel maybe a bit discouraging, I think is a really, really key component of being and continuing to be an entrepreneur on a day-to-day basis. And the second piece would be really being open to new things and realizing that everything is learning. So Similar to, you know, things might not work out, but the, the openness to learn about new things and when stuff on social media changes, when different trends or ideas come out in career development. I mean, I'm researching this stuff all the time. Like yeah. I'm re- you know, in my spare time, I'm reading about human behavior, motivation. I mean, this is the stuff that really gets me going. And so 
having that determination and resiliency is what keeps you going even when it's difficult and then knowing that everything is learning, yeah. right? So even if it doesn't go your way and continuing despite that and having the openness. So I, I think actually I've, I've given you way more than two, so maybe I'm not... Yeah, that's a, <laughs> I think more there's a lot of things that go into it, but if, if I would say two, it's really not looking at things as failure, looking at them as learning. And the second piece would be with that learning, being able to pivot and constantly adapt. Yeah. Maybe that's the word that I want to say when it comes to being resilient. You're constantly adapting and being willing to change. So it's like failures to learnings and then those learnings adapt and, and pivot your actions based on what you're learning in real time. Perfect. Yep. I'll tell you what, those are great, 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 great two cents is what I like to call it. And before we wrap up, I'd love to kind of ask everybody to give us a piece of advice for an aspiring entrepreneur that might be listening and interested in career coaching or becoming a professional speaker. Yeah, absolutely. I think whatever you're aspiring to be, a big, big piece of that would be mentorship. And I, as much as I say I've built this company from the ground up, and I certainly have in terms of it's been my blood, sweat, tears that have gone into it, what I would say is, I've absolutely had support around me through mentorship, through professional development programs, through coaching programs. I'm constantly investing in myself and my professional development. So I didn't get here alone in any regard. It was through the support of a lot of different um, individuals. So I think mentorship. And if, if you're looking to start a business in any capacity, finding someone that's done something similar to you. So if it is if you're hearing my story and it's, wow, you know, I'd love to do something similar, then please, as I said, if I can help out, I am here and I am 100% willing to do so. If you have someone in your corner, it's just about writing that email or sending that message and just giving out, hey, I'd love to hear more. That's all I need. I am 100% behind you if that's what you need. And if it's something else that you're aspiring to do, I would say finding someone that can provide that mentorship and support, whether it's an individual or definitely having community as well. I think that that's critical as an entrepreneur. It can feel lonely at times, for sure, if you don't have support around you. That's number one. So I absolutely haven't gone here alone, and I am so grateful for everyone that has supported me along along my way. Excellent advice. And speaking of how we can reach you, let us know of any upcoming events and then also let us know your social media handles, kickstart your work, uh, websites, anything that you have and can provide us with. Go ahead and mention that so we can learn more. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I mean, the stuff online is really all my name and you'll be plugged into anything and everything. So my name is Kalina, K-A-L-Y-N-A and Teach, as you said so beautifully at the beginning. I'm really, I, I'm going to start saying it like that. It's really, it's the proper way to say it. Um, so it's a M I L E T I C, and that if you put it in Google, even you'll you'll find me there. Um, Instagram is really about my travels and what I get up to. I share some stories and tips there. I do some Facebook Live stuff on my Facebook page, so you can get some, you know, little career tidbits or tips things that are coming up in terms of the strategies or if I've got just some info. And in terms of events, really the big thing that I'm focused on right now is delivering a three-month ditch default project online so that it can be done from anywhere in the world. So it's a drip course, you get it to your email, and that's on your schedule. So I know how hard it is even for just the two of us to get on this call uh, and coordinate time zones and stuff. So this is something you can do 
no matter what, an hour a week, get into the content, three months, and you're, you're in a completely different place in your career, whether that's you've made the switch, you've gotten a job, you've asked for the raise, whatever, whatever that next career step is, three months, and you've got me along the way. So that's sort of the big project that I'm on now, and I've got people going through that, and they, uh, they're really loving it. And uh, again, like I said, I mean, 17 countries and growing, so I am just beyond thrilled, and Doing in terms job. of live events, I do online live group coaching every single week. So if my energy and (laughs) the spunk that I have toward this stuff lights you up, then you are more than welcome to join us for the live group coaching, which is online and you can do from the comfort of your bed in pajamas or wherever it is that you're at. So I would love to extend that invite to you as well, actually. You should totally come join us one week. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I tell you what, after hearing all the additional stuff that I've heard today, I, I plan on sneaking into a couple of upcoming events. And go ahead and mention really quick, Kickstart Your Work. Now, where can we sign up and, and register for some of the courses? Is that, is that going to be on the Kickstart Your Work website or is that on your through your social media um, account? Yeah, so that's actually, it's still, it's my name, it's the actual website for that, but there's a whole piece on the course, and you can see, again, what's delivered, and as I mentioned, the the technology piece in terms of a dedicated site just to that project is in its final stages, but all of the info that you would need to sign up is absolutely on my name page, and I would encourage you to reach out to me personally as well. I love to talk about it, I love to answer questions, I love to hear you know, if, if there's one piece of it that you're not sure about or you want a little bit more info on or if it's what about my personal situation and does that connect, I mean, I'm so happy to answer questions. So if there's any open loop there that isn't mentioned on the website, I am absolutely here to answer questions on whatever platform, Instagram, me, Facebook, me. I feel like there are a million ways to, <laughs> exactly. to reach people these days. So reach me absolutely anywhere. I'm so, so happy to communicate and learn a little bit more about your story and where you're at with work. Wonderful. Good stuff, Kalina. Thank you so much again for joining us on SOB Style of Business. We truly appreciate you and we will definitely be in touch. So thanks so much. Thank you so much, Keitra. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keitra's website updates, just log on to Keitra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.